This is a night of regrettable sex. This is the first of our podcasts, you guys. All right. Yay. In coming from you from beautiful Brightwood Park slash Petworth. Mm-hmm. Brightwood, is that is that where we are? Where we're, we're in, um, yes. b- actually mm-hmm. we're in Brightwood first, Park. First oh. block of Brightwood Park. Or Blightwood Park. Blight, yeah, I just, see, that makes sense now. It all It's all bleeding coming together. I, I actually had no idea that this was Brightwood Park up until this moment in time. Blightwood Park, if you will, because we're yeah. recording this at the Blight House. We are recording this at the Blight House. The House is the last uh, stop, Petworth, before you it's reach Blightwood Park. The Blightwood. Oh. Yeah, I, I am also a resident of uh, beautiful Blightwood Park. Nice. Let's see if we can get that to catch on. I'm I'm down to clown. We can do it. Uh, this is a again the first night of regrettable sex. The first uh, of many, hopefully. The first of many. Um. And. Although we don't need to talk about regrettable sex per se in this podcast, we do need to talk about poor life decisions. So today, um, I have two people <laughs> that are very practiced in making poor life decisions. I have Benjamin Shore. Hello. And I have Eric Slate. Although I'd like to start off the show by talking about other people in the world that have been making terrible life decisions, um, or at least regrettable ones, uh, nobody really seemed to do anything horribly embarrassing at the Oscars this year. I'm a little disappointed. From the looks of Facebook, the only person that really seemed to have made a regrettable decision would would have been Jared Leto for hiring whatever hairstylist made him look like a horse. Oh, no. A horse? Um, a horse, of course. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I think he might have oh, hired no. Serge Parker's hairstylist. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. Not a horse. I know. Thing. Nobody That's... has ever explained to me what's so great about horses. I'm not a horse person. Well, I don't, I'm you're not a horse person. No. Oh, you are. Oh, this is honest. I thought you were being. No, no. It's, uh, he's, he's no I, horse lord. I'm no, I'm no. <laughs> that is too you bad. Know, that is a, that is a great band. Look, look, you can't just be looking like a horse. There's heroin addicts all over the world, and it's you know it's honestly very inconsiderate. And I won't stand for it. I regret it for him. Okay. I regret it. So is that what we're gonna do? Are we going to uh, regret that? Because uh, the other regret was. I mean, gonna... I can regret all sorts of things. Yeah, the it's other. It's not a very practical thing to do to regret, but so why don't we just go full full force? Well, we could do that, or we could say that the uh, person with the worst night of uh, regrettable sex or poor decisions is the owner of this dog from Savannah, Georgia. I'm going to put this up on the Lousy Humans Facebook page, but uh, how would you describe the look that this dog has going here? Well, this dog has a sense of patience in its eyes. This, this dog patiently, is, is, patiently. is patiently, patiently waiting for, for its moment because that this very archaic muzzle that clearly was made in the, I would say from the look of it, maybe the late 1920s, would you say that about or 1920s? Whoa. That dog looks unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> that dog is not having a not having a, a good night, even though it's clearly taken during the day. Yeah, but uh, it's it's gonna it, its owner is gonna get snaked when it's when it's least expected. Because this dog, I will say, for a Boston Terrier, 
It has life in its eyes because you know they're both facing one is that direction. A Boston Terrier? That is a Boston Terrier. It's not a it French like a Bulldog. Pit bull. It looks no, like a pit bull. No, 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 no. That's Well, that's just because there's Based so much the stuff. Muzzle, I yeah. Would yeah. That's what I thought too. You know, there's no reason for most Boston Terriers yeah, to say. look like Bane from the third Batman movie. Well, well not, not technically the third Batman movie. The third in the Christopher Nolan franchise. Ooh. But I will say this: that dog's not going to be happy when that muzzle comes off. Yeah. And I'll no, say this, won't, but if you look in that dog's eyes, you know that that, that dog could do some damage because it doesn't have the normal uh, inbred quality of of, of meandering you know what? vision. That is so also what's with the what's with the vest for you to say as a pit bull advocate to say that that dog has danger in its eyes. I, I just don't appreciate. Well, as a well, it's a, it's a loving... good thing because I wasn't insulting a pit bull. Are you sure it's a Boston? That terrier? is a Boston Terrier, my friend. I saw that. I I've seen this dog. So the reason that um, Ben and Eric are on the show today, uh, in addition to both being in the uh, band Brer, mm-hmm. who is about to go on tour, and uh, in addition We're to... We're actually touring under the name Brer Essence. <laughs> We're going to South by Southwest. Let's hear it for Go Go Humor. Strap in, everybody. This is what this show is going to be like. And we're gonna get we're gonna get some uh, we're gonna get regrettable. We're gonna get into poor life decisions, and we're actually gonna start with with you, Eric. Oh. Yeah. So Eric Slate. Yes, that's the question now, isn't it? What did you do? What are you willing to talk about that is a shitty thing that you did for the next oh, ten minutes? What is your what is your awful story? There's so many. There's so many. None of which paint me in a very good light. Well, hey. I mean if, if nobody if, nobody is. Would it be easier if you went first, Ben? Sure. Why don't I, why don't just I? for context's sake. Yeah, well, well, yeah, we can serve the ball. I could I could give a bunch of short vignettes. Well, I know that the reason this podcast, um, well, number one, you can tell the story that you just told me, or you could tell uh, the reason for this podcast, which is (laughs) that you were talking about um, um, a a specific tour that you went on. Oh. So which one of these regrettable I, tours I would, do you would you rather go for? I'd rather for? tell the the one I told you earlier than the than the than the other one because the other one is it's it's All not right, as go uh, ahead, it's man. not as colorful as this one. Yeah, I think uh, we need to talk about this 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 is more like a tour of regrettable it's, sex. It's a yeah, it was it was more than just a, a night. Tour it was farce. it was it was a fortnight of regrettable sex. Tour it was actually yeah. <laughs> um well, gather around children for I for I shall tell you a precautionary tale of of life and love and regret. Um, so I was living in Asheville, North Carolina for a couple of years. Uh, and I believe this all started in 2009, technically. But the, the meat of the story started in about 2011. And I, had, I, was, dating, I was dating a girl, uh, if you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> what? Yes. You were dating a girl. It was a... It was, it was a thing. It happened, and it, it it was it involved several girls actually, not just not just the one. But um, bully for you, bully for me. <laughs> but uh, I was dating dating a, a young lady who happened to um, she was a she did roller derby, and uh, you know we were kind of ending our relationship. I, in my opinion, I, I I was under the understanding that it was a fairly amicable 
you know, break up, but I don't think she quite saw it that way. Uh, and we, we had a cat together, and so... <laughs> that must have hurt being a... Yeah. 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 Her, her uh. birthing the cat wasn't the most pleasant experience for me. Yeah. Because I, I was bearing the, the child, the cat child, right? That's men give birth to cats. That's what that's what that. God told me. Oh, I, I heard it was seahorses, but you know, oh, maybe it is cats. Stop talking the horse. We gotta <laughs> we gotta stay away from the horse. All right, we gotta get off the horse train. So <laughs> I was horse train. So uh, yeah, I was I was I was I was dating this girl, and we we just broken up, and she was having kind of a rough week because she did um, social work and um, just had a had a very very intense job, and she was like, "Hey, could I borrow the cat?" And I, I, again, I was under the impression our breakup was fairly, you know, pleasant. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so a couple of days go by and I was like, hey, can I, can I have the cat back? And she was like, I will, you better not come. I will, the police will be there. I've, I've contacted my lawyer and there's just, you better not show up at my house. And I was like, the law, I, what? I, I was trying to get, I was just, I thought I was just going to pick up the cat. I thought you were going to drop off the cat first. I didn't realize that you know I was gonna have to you know call Jonathan Law into the, the whole the whole picture, but all was as well because I would, this was right before I was about to go on this two month tour, which I didn't have a van for, so I oh, was oh good always yeah, that's yeah. a pro- bit problematic. Well, you got you got to book the tour first, and then you get the van later, and then you you know you get your band members who are from f- like four different states to all come down, and then you learn. Like nine songs in like a week and a half. That's what every band does. It's a, it's it's so it's so easy. Yes, every band that is a fan of bad decisions. Yeah, bad decisions. So uh, the first bad decision. Bad decisions. Starting a band. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. That there you go. Um, Getting but, on stage. What? Ooh, that was a bit of a goof. So we, so I had had everybody you know come from PA and Kentucky and I believe New Jersey. And uh, so I guess it was three states. So that's enough states considering that I was living in Asheville. Come down and in this period, I had just broken up with my, my girlfriend of about a year. And I was, so I just did what anybody does, immediately go on OkCupid because I clearly don't have the time or actual you know social skills at that period of time to, to go out and meet somebody in a proper way before I'm about to leave for two months and potentially not move back to the place. So I met this girl named Bullet who had face blindness. And she found me, she actually hit on me on OkCupid with face blindness, I found out on her first date, to which I, you know, that was one of our, I think maybe our third topic of conversation. I was like, what is face blindness? It's where you, you, you can't distinguish the difference in different people's faces. It all just kind of so like... So it's not just a thing that was wait. brought up on Arrested Development to make things seem hilarious. No, it's a real thing. Chuck Close, I believe, has so what it. you're saying is most people can tell by people apart? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I can't, right? <laughs> we all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, we do. It's very true. All white uh, people do look the same. Yeah. Um, and it, we all look evil. <laughs> because we, we smell like white dogs. <laughs> we do smell like white dogs. Yep. Especially... Your Especially shoes. my shoes. My shoes smell like I don't even want to get into it. It smells right. like it smells like fourteen hours of hard labor in the snow, mm-hmm. both ways uphill. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I start seeing this girl, um, and you know, at this point, my shoes don't smell bad. I, they're very nice new shoes, and uh, I'm just like, even though like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing having face blindness. Sure, let's see where this goes. So we have maybe two nights of regrettable sex. 
which I, I stand by that. It was not two uh, nights. Two, well, you know, you got to give it a go. You got to see well, where. No, it, I mean, first night, absolutely regrettable. Yeah. You can't figure out by night two. Well, by night two, I I was. Oh, but that's where it gets interesting. Yeah, I was. I look. There was willing. There was reason to suggest it might get more interesting, and so it was a pheromonal thing. I just didn't 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 take. Yeah, exactly. We've all been there. Some people just they just don't taste good, you know. And so I can't sleep because I'm I'm thinking about this. Maybe the real reason was I don't know. I was thinking about getting a fucking van the whole time and not thinking about having sex and like. And so I couldn't sleep, and she's like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, I I'm just freaking out. I can't find. I can't. I I don't know how I'm gonna get this damn van." And she was like, oh, I'm moving to Iceland in, like, two weeks. I'll just sell you my van. And I was like, oh, okay. So now, but I was like, being like, man, I really don't have anything in common with this person. And we don't really like each, I mean, we like each other enough to just keep this thing going for the next two weeks. But it, it was pretty bad. Every time we I hung out. I recognize faces. She doesn't. Yeah. She has a van. I don't. I don't. Nothing in common. Yeah, nothing in common. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was rough. She's going to Iceland. She's going to Iceland. She's going to Iceland. I am stuck in in America like a fool, like a jerk. Like a fool. She she definitely came out on top though. Move, you know, yeah, she you did move to Iceland. I didn't. Free healthcare. Oh. And her name is Bullet. Bullet Miller. That's not her real name, but that was what she was going by. She well, kind of she she was a bird girl too. She like really liked not bird bird man. She like just was like you know those people who are like really into birds. Mm-hmm. And she kind of looked like a cockatiel. Her hair was this like. This weird, like, 80s Roxy fringe thing. Like a flock of seagulls? It was, like, it was, like, somewhere in between a mullet, because it was, like, in the mid-aughts when, like, those, like, weird, like, Euro... She was, like, like a Eurotrash hipster kind of, like... You know what I'm talking about? Like, those, like... It was, like, the mid-aughts. Yeah. She was... She was gunning for it. And... Because she was bullet. And she had a lot of guns, too, as well. bourbon. Uh, bourbon. I'm so thirsty. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad bourbon. I wasn't the only one. Uh, next time. That's another regret. So, anyway. Oh, so, I have some in my first. house. I would have brought it over. Oh. Well, yeah, so... Well, we got I'm... Ramen. This is going... Oh, yeah, we well, should get the wrong. So, this is going on, and I'm I'm, I'm in this relationship in some sorts, where as... Around this time, I run into the girl who I'd moved to Asheville for, who I'd had a very bizarre on and off relationship there, there's a regret for you there someplace for, for another person yeah. it wasn't just but it was it was part of it so we yeah. started hanging out again and she <laughs> was the initial reason i made up all sorts of justification oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know it's beautiful there it's and beautiful like there. you know it's not philadelphia it's definitely oh not yeah that's a people are reason. fairly pleasant yeah pleasant uh very sex positive and like hot you know there was a it was a very very sexy i'm time. sold let's go well, let's, let's do it. Let's leave right now. Why even finish the podcast? <laughs> it's warmer down there. It is definitely warmer down there. And so me... And can, all they have to worry about is getting snow shamed by someone from Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> which is a real thing that happened in their newspaper. They what? have a visiting columnist. Yeah, sorry to take this off. No, no, rails, no, by all means. But there is a visiting columnist uh, in the uh, newspaper in Asheville from Irkutsk. I think Siberia Siberia yeah, it's, it's, a and, it's, on um, risk. it's on the risk board I've heard oh okay that. yeah and he is um, it's it's some sort of exchange program and I now have an article about why you know people in North Carolina Western North Carolina are ridiculous there is no snow here in Siberia and basically oh, does no. the Russian reversal about what they have to deal with there that's so lazy <laughs> 
Obvious. This is how we deal with snow in Siberia. And that's the whole article. You know what? They, is basically Western yeah, North Carolinians really are wimps. You know what they should do? They should make a nice big blue ribbon for that Siberian colonist. Just pin it to his chest like a show horse. Hey, <laughs> look, you got it. I'm going <laughs> to... Keep, keep going. Someone should sell you to the glue factory. <laughs> they gotta, they, they gotta do something about you. They gotta put you down. Call, call, call your friend Elmer. Pick me up. Hey, Elmer's in town. <laughs> oh man, he's got the, he's got that good, you know. <laughs> he's good got the good glue. stuff. Yeah, 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 don't glue. fuck with him. He'll make you glue. <sighs> so, starting two very, you know, regrettable relationships at once. Because you know, generally, if a relationship isn't working after two years, you, you, you let it go, and then. I was talking to, uh, you know, this this other lady who I was having this on and off relationship with, and uh, she told me she was going through some some things. So I was was empathizing and being like, "All right, well, I wish you just told me these things, and then I would have been a good friend it's to you." And that's ombre, ombre, by the way. yeah. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so she told me that she was moving out to California. Here's the, here's the look in question, by the way. It's very very horsey. It is pretty horsey. I'm okay, getting a bit so. horse. Yeah, so she's so she's like, oh, I'm going to go out to California, actually, around the same time that I was going on tour to work on a pot farm for a couple of months. She must have heard that Phantom Planet song. Yeah. Got a good, hey, the Schwartz. <laughs> the Schwartz man. The, the, yeah. the J-say, you know? Don't be J-saying <laughs> me. And so we go on this, you know, we go, we finally get, we get the, everything together for the van. Me and Bullet have our relationship and it's, it's done. It's, it's, it's absolutely done. <laughs> the I'm, transaction I'm, is complete. The transaction is complete. The cat is gone. The five of us are traveling. A little cat nap. You're just cat napping in this van. Yeah. And after three days, we have our first breakdown in Fancy Gap, Virginia, because this fucking van was terrible. And we get stranded there so for a week. this is the van that you have slept with the person, regrettably, uh-huh. for two weeks yep. to obtain. A girl uh-huh. that looked like a bird. A uh, bird girl. Bird girl. It, when, he, when, he say, when he put it that way, my life seems pretty great. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like a regret. It seems, seems like an extra on Portlandia. Uh, uh-huh. Put a bird on it. So, <laughs> after about a week... Of, of being in Blacksburg, Virginia, because it's the closest to Fancy Gap, we get going. And in that time period, we missed a show that apparently Jay Maskus and Thurston Moore were at oh, that we were supposed to no. play in Northampton. Yep. So we keep going, and we have another breakdown, I believe, in Pennsylvania, like a minor one, and so that kind of set us back, at least financially. Keep going. And by this point, we're just destroying equipment because the band is extra volatile and our drummer... And me are both complete nut jobs, and I th- he almost sliced my ear off by throwing a cymbal at. He, like, like just missed me by an inch, but I like almost lost an ear. And he like pretty much should we just be covered in in he more than I, but he we'd be covered in blood a lot of the times. So we get it out to the west coast and ha- have two more breakdowns: one in Montana, one more in Portland, and finally get to uh, Northern California where we get to the pot farm. And we get to the pot farm. I'm greeted by... I like the complete lack of context for the pot farm. Yeah. <laughs> doop 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 pot farm. Yeah, yeah. We're just... Well, you know, you're just playing shows. There's nothing interesting about that. You're, you're almost getting your ears sliced off. It's no big deal. 
It's just a thing that every band, everybody goes through. It's yeah, a, everybody goes yeah. on tour and stays at a pot farm. Oh, you yeah. You haven't, Eric? What's wrong with you? You haven't been doing it I, right. I, That's I, why you have glasses, and I don't anymore. That's anymore. Why. I was going to say, you, you, you definitely had glasses. <laughs> well, I don't hair. anymore because I, I slept on the pot farm. I can just take them on and off. But It fixes glaucoma. Is what yeah, it's, tr- it's true. It's all the, the friendliness. That's why they got to make it legal. So we we were there and or we so we get to um, Gernsville I believe it was Gernsville California and I'm, I'm we go to like meet up with uh, you know I, I guess she was my girlfriend at the time and the the lady who was running the pot farm is like this f- maybe five foot tall like kind of weird goth raver sort of girl with like huge boots and like you know I don't know like how to just like she she sucked she was awful. And the first thing she like says to me, yeah, you'd you'd have a thing. <laughs> the first thing she says to me, she says, "Hi, my name is Devony. Three things you need to know about me. First of all, I hate people. Second of all, I'm a, I'm a con artist. Third of all, I love shopping." So immediately, I'm just being like, "All right, I'm not going to give any sense of my identity to you. I'm going to be masking, just just going, going to be. It's a big lie from now on out." And we spend about an hour or so looking for her keys. She like can't find them. And so she calls her boyfriend to bring the second spare set of keys. So he rolls up in this huge Hummer, and he looks like Sideshow Bob with like the deadest eyes you've ever seen, oh, and like no. like a goth, like essentially like a goth like raver version like of stepped on too many rakes and it's just yeah, he just he, those exactly yeah Cape Fear, California, uh, North Carolina, and uh, so he he's pissed off. Everyone's upset, and then she finds her, her belly button. Uh, they were on her belly button ring. Are you kidding? Yeah, they were on her. She must have put them down her dress. Oh well, hey, that's a place to leave your keys. She's a classy broad. Classy broad. I had a belly button ring in for nearly ten years, and that is never a place where my keys were. Well, that's because you don't run a pot farm. There it is. You're not a classy broad. Yeah. No. Sorry. Yeah. I guess not. I don't belong in classy broad pot farm. No. No. So we get to classy broad, which is funny (laughs) because that coincidentally was the name of it. Classy Broad Pot Farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classy Broad's Pot Farm. Oh, sorry. okay, sorry. So we, so only three of us wanted to go because oh, we also were going because we were so poor that we needed to work on the, we needed to get some sort of money because you certainly don't get any money from playing music. So nor should you. No, of course not. Artists or writing. Yeah, I mean the the artist class we deserve. We, no, we, it's we, all we a big deserve goof. all of the. Uh, you it's know. all a party of just hedonism you know, and you fucking know who deserves and, money? and drugs. Photographers and videographers. Yeah. Yeah. Musicians. No. Yeah, musicians and comics certainly don't. Oh, certainly not. No. no. Not Less so than musicians. Yeah. You can't sell that. Mm-mm. Okay. Cool. So. But now, and now that we have taken everybody's mood down terribly. Oh, it's about to get up. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're driving. The story of Ben getting it up. Let's yeah, go. it's very sexy. <laughs> we, we all Three, me, um, and I guess the the string section of the band, which would be Roger and Shayna, get in, we're like, all right, we're down, we're down to clown, we're gonna go do this. We get inside the summer, and she's blasting like the worst EDM music I've ever heard in my entire life, at like full blast, like driving, like driving this this Hummer like through the trees and like in this this pot farm that like looks like it's right out of Jurassic Park. And Versus was like, oh my god. They had pot farms in Jurassic. They Park. did. That's why all those. That's why everyone that's was. Why they couldn't handle the dinosaurs. Yeah. They were just they were just chilling. It was they, all, were, they were on brownies. Yeah, that was it. It was just that body high, and you're just gonna be all jelly like if you're gonna be trying to run from those dinos. So we go and we start working on the farm. Munchies, you know? Yeah, they gotta take a chomp, and uh, 
yeah, we're just working on the farm and uh, it's all fine, apparently. You know, we all get naked at night and go get wasted and hang out in a hot tub and it's sexy. It's a very sexy ordeal. We leave the next day. I think I want to start doing drugs now. <laughs> I, I, wait, drugs? This isn't about drugs. No, this no, is this about, is about regrettable sex. This is about sex. regrettable sex. And I don't know. He's talking about nakedness people, and hot tubs oh. and pot farms. Pot oh, tubs. What, pot tubs. What am I doing with my life? You're not regretting enough. So we, we speaking Yet. of drugs. Speaking of drugs. So then we then we the next day we go to Oakland and we stay at my friend who's currently detoxing from from heroin at his weird ass squat that's like just like rife with junkies and there's like this pit bull that just had. That, that's the place to, yeah. to, to detox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the spot. Oh, it was it was great. There was a huge like hole in the middle of the squat that like looked like you know the. Um, uh, the Silence of the Lambs pit, like you'd imagine, that just basically is a pit to nowhere, uh-huh. and maybe you'll see like the, like the seventh tier of hell is there. Then, yeah, it's, you would. And it was always actually an old Vietnamese gang house. So there was like all this like uh, Vietnamese graffiti all over the place, and a bunch of Vietnamese cassettes, which Brian made me a mix on one of them. It was very good. And uh, so we're staying there, and we're like you know, staying in his room, watching Tales from the Crypt. While this dude is like either detoxing Hang or tripping in the, well, in the crypt, yeah. yeah, being covered in flies because there was, of course, oh, inevitably there's God. flies. Everywhere. And I get a text at like two o'clock in the morning from you know my girlfriend being like, "Huge explosion! I don't think anybody died. I want to get out of here." And I was like, "What? What? What are you talking about?" And then I found out that the pot farm like blew up. Somebody blew it up or caught on fire. For all I know, I, I don't know some crazy shit like that. And <laughs> the pot farm blew up. Apparently, there, there's a few different theories that somebody might have blown it up before, uh, like. Please elaborate. Well, there was a theory that one of the guys who used to like, like live there or run it or whatever, like set it on fire for insurance money or to get them really high. Something crazy happened, but she was running through the woods, and I was like, basically, like, I was like corresponding with her for the past like couple of days. Like, I like I could only talk to her like because like her phone was always off. Cause like you know she, she was like running from the law and like all this crazy shit and I'm like I'm like touring up so I'm like trying to figure I'm like okay I know somebody who's in Oregon if you get to because she was in Northern California I'm like maybe if you get here they can pick you up and get you out of the state and then you can like do all this so it was like this and I was like that's all I was thinking about and also so the next day when like in between Oakland and L A also Shana gets a call finding out that her the windows of her car were left open and her car flooded and Roger his uh roommate didn't pay rent so they were getting evicted so oh no we're on this like nine hour drive and everybody is going crazy and we play this show to two people and like we're flipping out just like completely losing our shit because everything is going to shit and then where was the show it was at um oh is it constant some record store in la that has like this like spiral staircase so we brought all of our stuff up the spiral staircase remember i was like hanging off the ledge like punching myself in the face of the microphone just screaming my guts out because that's all you could do is just like scream it was just like a horrible experience because i was also being like oh wow i almost just got my entire band killed man it makes you wish you were back in that naked hot tub doesn't it yeah sure does that was very naked <laughs> and then um then we just kept going and then uh she flew out she somehow managed to get on a plane and get out of there and she met us in in uh dallas because we did this like session out there and um she was like covered in poison ivy and like clearly like traumatized and then uh That's my fetish. 
that's it. And then 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 Eric started dating her, and they're <laughs> married now. And that's 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 his. That's my regret. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. That's that's my wow. My night of regrettable. Holy sex. crap! So the moral of this story is. Um, I guess number one, don't buy a van from a girl named Bullet. No. And number two, maybe don't work with somebody whose next life step is to work on a pot farm with a sociopath. Yeah. It's, it sounds so is that obvious. What you got out of it? it sounds so obvious now. The right. funny thing is, I ran into Bullet in, in New Orleans actually a couple months ago, and she didn't recognize me. Face blind. Yeah. I, I, she no longer had a crush on me, so I was gone. I was you out of the question. What? I like your sense of adventure. Right. I also like my sense of adventure. Oh, bad puns. All right, now, here you go. All right, so um, this is the point in the middle of the two stories of the show where we uh, get to talk about your host's bad decisions. Um, so I'm going to give you all a multiple choice question. That's not how you say that. A mul- multipole. A multipole. Yeah, well, and you get to choose your own response. Um, I'm going to put this multiple choice question on the Lousy Humans Facebook page, and you, the listener, get to choose or decide, make a guess, as to which one of these shitty decisions I have made. And in honor of the naked hot tub, um, we're going to see which one of these places... Have I been completely nude? Okay. All right. Place number one. The Pitchfork Music Festival in 2007. The first time I ever went. Was I completely naked at that park? That is option number one. I'm going to wait to hear them all before I make a comment. Option number two. At the Redwood National Park in Northern California. That sounds good, too. Where there was a, um, what's it called? A waterfall where I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just bathe in here. Or number three, in the middle of Mexico, in a pool in the middle of nowhere uh, that was completely concrete and probably very, very unsafe. I like that one the least. I'm going to say Mexico. You think it's Mexico. What do you think it is? I think I want to personally do the first two Uh myself. Yeah. And I don't want to do the last one. And you don't want to do the last one. So you think it's going to be the last one. Well, I'm going to go ahead and reveal it on the next podcast. So, yeah, because I want people to be able to guess what it is. Hey. Sorry. Is, right. a, is it a boner kill? Well, there that there we go. That's it's already becoming a night of regrettable sex yeah, here right. in uh, beautiful Blightwood Park. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now is the time when we turn it over to uh, Eric Slate, who has uh, bubblegum pink hair. That's, that's true. Yeah, that is not one of your regrettable decisions. No, he's kept it going. You've you, kept you, his. You've had this for a couple months now. He's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all three of us have done, you know, very unnatural hair. Ben, I, yours is, is rather, you know. It's all natural right now, but I'm thinking I'm going to go back to. He's about buying a, a football jersey and, and settling down with some kids with that, with that haircut. Right. <laughs> I can't ever imagine you in a football jersey. That's I, the I played, least believable part of that vignette. I played football for. Um, Three practices, and then I was... Uh, I, you were done skiing. I was done. Yeah. 
And mine is uh, superhero red right now, and it's probably going to stay that way for a little Good. while. Yeah, yeah, I'm superheroes are totally in right now. Yeah. Um, are they ever I, not I, in? I heard. Yeah. On the internet. Well, all right, Eric, do you do you know what your night of regrettable sex is going to be about? What's your story? What's your story? What story do I want to share? Yes, that's the real question. What story do you want to share? And yeah, you, you're that mic's picking you up, right? Yes. Okay. Microphone. All right. Let me think about this one. There's one that's 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 good that that doesn't involve hurting anyone's feelings except my own. Good. Then, then that's the one. That's the one. Well, flashback to a, uh, a simpler time. <laughs> Living uh, a lonely existence in my, uh, my parents' basement, which was all my own, mind you. I had my own living room, mm-hmm. bedroom. It was like an apartment. I was a, a real go-getter. Anyway, so I was playing in a um, pretty awful uh, pop group at the time. That in and of itself is, like, why is a pretty was it, regrettable expl- story. Explain to me why specifically it was an awful pop group and how old you were to be playing in this awful pop group. Too old. <laughs> and uh, awful in, in every sense. So you were sense. in your 20s is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. They were on Fueled by Ramen, correct? Yeah. Oh man, I know somebody else who was on that label. Well, I wasn't on the label. Because well, I'm not of, sure if he was of, either. Because of this story, in fact. Oh, well, go Partially. on. Um, actually, I have a lot of uh, bad uh, band decisions in my past. We'll talk about regret. I um, Before the uh, terrible pop group, I played in a terrible metal band. Oh, please tell me about the Terrible Metal the, Band. The best part about the Terrible Metal Band is I was not really a metal fan. <laughs> my, my, interest in the, oh. <laughs> my interest in the genre was, was marginal at best. Um, I guess I'd liked uh, Metallica in my like pre-teenage years because uh-huh. I didn't know about a whole lot of bands. Um, but beyond I think a that, lot of people liked Metallica. Not yeah. a big metal fan, but... Uh, my uh, high school pop punk band had, had broken up, and I was, uh, I had, <laughs> this is also pretty good, but I had joined a Craigslist band after that that was just an, an utter nightmare. Except it wasn't Craigslist, it was this website called Fear, which if you're from the area, you're familiar with, but. I'm not. It's a, it's a bit of a, it was a thing in the Northern Virginia area. Okay. Um, band was terrible, desperate, joined a metal band. Through this metal band, met the guy who started this terrible pop group. Um, he needed a guitar player. We're good. Uh, and uh, I was completely lost artistically and just wanted to to make it, maybe. Uh-huh. So I could, could uh, be in the industry and then do my own thing, like get my foot in the door. Because that's a reasonable assumption <laughs> for somebody who's... 21 years old and has never experienced anything or been in a band that's toured or done anything significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I uh, so th- this pop group, um, the concept behind the group was kind of like um, pop punk meets meets in sync. Wow, um, that's just a winning decision which right there. 
actually became sort of a thing after the fact. So in a lot of ways, trailblazers. <laughs> um, what year was this? Uh, I guess it would have been 2007. Okay. Ooh, classics. Ooh. Yeah, that's, um, that is the time. So I... Uh, the, the the band actually started out as a, a solo acoustic joke like joke song project mm-hmm. um, that because of the uh, the songwriter's uh, talent looking at a picture of me yeah I'm you? not in that photo oh I no was, I was gone by then but, okay <laughs> uh, the 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 guy the lead, the songwriter lead singer he was actually very talented and uh-huh. uh th- these joke songs were uh, gaining traction around our scene and people wanted to see him do it live, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it it became a band um, that around the time that I joined the band Mm -hmm. um, was having a lot of traction on MySpace, like a ridiculous amount of success on MySpace. Yeah, you're you're not even mentioned in the uh, in the biography Let's here, keep Eric. It that, way. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a dark horse. Fast. Hey, look. Okay, you gotta the horse, man. <laughs> I was I, trying to sneak that one in. You're you not. Did, gonna, you, you did. You did. Yeah, you did. And you know, I <laughs> I was trying to. I was appreciating your story, and I'm just. Oh, yeah. Continue. Continue with the band. Oh, this is amazing. So, nevertheless, uh, I'm in this band. We're getting uh, lots of, um, like, talkings to from labels and uh, AR people and doing the whole thing. And this whole time, I'm just, like, the loneliest sad sack ever. I'm in this band that... For all intensive purposes, should have garnered me at least some uh, interest from the opposite sex. But due to my uh, complete and utter ineptitude, I couldn't even make that work. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm real lonely and real desperate. And unfortunately, that style of music lends itself to teenage girls. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, from what... I, you're saying, and what this Spotify biography is saying, it seems like the type of music that's written by teenagers for teenagers. It's never written by teenagers. It's, it's no, always it written is. by by older guys. That's the thing you don't... It's very... Yeah. It, that I know. Because the lead singer of this band, the songwriter, uh-huh. after the band went away, started working as a songwriter in L.A. Uh-huh. for, like, Disney starlets. Like Selena Gomez types. Wow. Like the, the, the team, the songwriting team that brought you such hits as I can't name any of them because it's not relevant <laughs> to me. Because you're too damn old. Is this, this, the guy, the team that this guy is on. You know, yeah. He's sold a few songs to the artist like that. That's like his career now. Like, So he clearly he was on to something. Like, yeah, he I had a, so. He had a secret career path that, that nobody knew about. Maybe not even himself because I think his parents wanted him to be a lawyer or something last name goldstein Ooh, um, i know about that <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my that's my type of that's my race <laughs> it's your people it's my people you're winning me and him like we're just we're people together <laughs> two, peas in a pod. Two, two peoples in a peapod mm. anyway 
two wild horses <laughs> running across the plains. All right. <laughs> I'm going home. You can say goodbye, horses, because we're throwing you back into the, the fucking pit from, from the great film of Silence of the Lambs. Goodbye, horses. Q Lazarus. Great song. You should all listen to it. But don't talk about horses anymore. <laughs> and so, um, I, uh, I finally, um, because like any good uh, millennial, um, I finally met an, a girl uh, that found me somewhat amusing on the internet. <gasps> Yay, the um, internet! The haven for lonely people everywhere. Not that I know anything about that. Oh. And, oh. <laughs> and, getting real lonely now. And I, and I knew better. Um, so we were, uh, you know, having some conversations, some adult conversations uh, that led to some adult activities. <laughs> so it sounds. But let's, let's be realistic. She, she was no stranger because... I didn't lose my virginity as an adult. I was a teenager. Teens have sex. Lose flash. No. And, and no. Sometimes. Teens? Really? And sometimes they had sex with me. What? Um, but no. So because my because, mind just blows. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like on one hand, I'm I, I'm like, like I'm no longer in a place in my life where I can even imagine doing that like a girl being under 21 is like foreign to me because it's just like hey we should go get a drink sometime oh you can't oh next like you know like it, it's mm-hmm. not it's yeah. not doesn't make any sense sorry Brandon <laughs> um, but, he's not even here to respond anymore oh he's, he's in there oh, he's, he's here okay he knows <laughs> but um because of the nature of the um of the situation, I, I had to um, to sneak into her 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 house after hours for us to um, be friendly. Um, which uh, this is somebody in Northern Virginia, Potomac, Maryland. Okay. Her parents had some money, um, so it seems. And um, so uh, doing that, pretty pretty low point in my life. Um, but you hey. were 21 at the time? Yeah, I guess I must have been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 22 maybe at the tops. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Not the craziest age gap, honestly. 2007, I guess I would have been 22. Okay. No, yeah, yeah sta- standard age gap. Um, but nevertheless, uh, it was going pretty well. Sneaking in, taking care of some business. Uh <gasps> You know, sneaking out again in the morning sometimes. Consequence-free life. But, uh, as Murphy... uh, Were you caught? Would stipulate. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. On that fourth night, I guess it must have been, I, uh, we were getting a little antsy. I I went over a little earlier than than usual. Uh Uh-huh. And, um... Let's just say climbing into a window is not the quietest thing you can do. (laughs) (laughs) And it it might not wake somebody up, but if you were awake, you would definitely hear it. Oh, man. So sure enough, as soon as I get in, 
like maybe a quick kiss on the forehead and there's a pounding on her bedroom door. Um, it's her mom. So it's like, you know, well, I can't climb back out of the window because it's like, like one of those tiny little basement windows mm-hmm. from like a, uh, you know, like a uh, split level type situation. Okay. And so we're like, oh, I'll hide in the closet. Because that works so well for R. R Kelly. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> little did I know, I was future, and my future was a little bit of a trap in said closet. But um, so I hide in the closet, um, and sure enough, this isn't the. It's not the movies. It's not a, you know, it's not fiction. This is reality. So I'm found immediately, <laughs> like, like completely obvious, like. Legs and shoes picking out from underneath jackets and dresses. Um, and so, sure enough, uh, mom is like shouting at me in a different language and like, What are you doing here? And um, like, I'm like trying to explain, saying things like, I'm so sorry, I'll leave, you know. And then, um, the uh, she Runs and grabs the dad. Um, well, this girl was Persian. Um, so to say that, that uh, her her father was uh, understanding would be uh, grossly inaccurate. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm standing in the doorway of the, uh, of the closet still. Um, and he's standing there shouting at me. And... Well, I'm trying to explain that I that I will in fact leave. And yeah. I'm really sorry. He gives me a open palmed, uppercut to the nose. Oh. Uh, oh. Su- sucker punch it's out of nowhere, and I go flying back into the closet. Which is just so appropriate. Glasses broken, uh, blood everywhere, and then he just starts wailing on me, and so I'm getting the shit beat out of me for like. What seems like forever. Uh huh. And like, um, apparently she was in the other room and her mom was like brandishing a knife and saying all sorts of things like, you know, what have you. And um, so, like, I have a, a spare second where the father oh. go- goes in to, uh, to check on the daughter and uh-huh. I'm like laying down, you know, covered in blood, freaking out. Uh, sure, because of my own uh, prejudices, that I'm I was going to be murdered that night. Uh huh. Um, and uh, so I whip out my 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 uh, little clamshell, uh, you know, pre-smart cell phone because it's 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm uh, like calling 911 because I'm like I'm going to die, so I need to like mm-hmm. get help. Um, and as soon as it like starts ringing and connects, he comes back. That's why I have to hide my phone. Uh-huh. But I leave it on and open, um, you know, in case they can track it in the movies or something. Right, or right. Whatever, what have you. And so he continues to, to beat the crap out of me. He's, like, grabbing my head and, like, smashing it into, like, oh. corners oh, of, of dressers and stuff and the whole whole nine yards. And then it, it, it's occurring to me that, like, I have no cards here. Like, and, like, then I'm like, I don't want 911 to come. Like, leave me alone yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Um, and, and, 
so you, yeah. Did you get any punches in? No, because I, like I said, I had no legs to stand on. Like, yeah. like I can't fight back, even though yeah. he was like five five, and you know, although he had more moves than I did, I was a skinny white kid. What did I know how to do? But, um, and so I'm just like taking it. I'm just like I got no, no cards here, and then at some point I'm just like I look like what's the red? like complete hell. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just covered in blood, just like a total mess. And I guess the dad's looking at me, looking at himself, looking at the situation, and then realizing that he no longer has any cards to play. So he's like, you know, saying he's going to call the police, and he's like thinking better of it. And, that, and everyone kind of just like realizes at one moment how bad the whole thing looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then it becomes clear that like I, I need to leave. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, my broken glasses are still in the closet, but the last thing I want to do is like go back into the bedroom through the closet to grab them. Mm-hmm. But he's like ready to let me go, so sure enough, I uh, like I plead to get my glasses back. I run and get my glasses, and he physically kicks me out the door. Wow! Wow! Which was pretty painful because at that point the adrenaline had come down, and I was like calm, and he's just like, like this is Sparta style. Kicks me out of the house. Wow. So then I, uh, I run off and drive home, and I'm just, like, fuming. I'm like, my dad's 6'3". I'm like, I'm going to tell my dad we're going to wreck some shop. And then I, reality comes again. I'm like, no, nah, I should just let this one go. Like, this, like, mm-hmm. we're, we're, e- we're even now. Um, um, and then we had some really sad, like, P- uh, PTSD sex. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Um, and then, yeah, then I just uh, proceeded to have uh, a regular panic attack for the next six months. Wow. Good times. Yeah. Wow. And, and so in the, in the, uh, the ensuing uh, the, uh, fallout of this was I got kicked out of the uh, pop group, which, which really was... Oh, wait. A- this led to you getting kicked out of the pop group? Yeah, because she apparently was a bit of a popular girl in the scene. I didn't know this. As far as I knew, she was completely innocent, but apparently she had a, a bad track record of hooking up with every guy in every band. Oh, and shit. And so it was like no secret that I was doing that. And then the whole story of the getting beat up, it was it was some bad press, and, and Epitaph Records had already offered the band like a huge contract, and we were talking, oh, we had man. been out to showcases with... MySpace Records, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> which is now and Universal. And, you know, we did all this stuff, and it was just like, get rid of that guy. Um, I'm not sure that was the whole reason, but from the conversation we had for band practice that I did not attend following the incident, uh-huh. it sure seemed like that was the reason. So how long were you in this bad band? I'm About curious. a year. About a year. Yeah. Okay. Were you on any of their records or any I'm on tours? one B-side, on a B-side collection they had to release to fulfill a contract. <laughs> so. By the way, I, I just want to point out that I, I I had not heard of this terrible band. Yes. Good. And so I went um, on Spotify, and they have an EP called That's What She Said. Yep. That's... T- <laughs> Those were the days. I really hope that that is oh, that, that, up. Oh, that, that, trust me. That'll pick that up. <laughs> laughing man. Oh, my well, God. So, this has been uh, our first night of regrettable sex. Uh, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Eric. Um, happy to be here. 
Please follow this. And we are all lousy humans. That is the moral of the story. The moral, is, the moral of every night of regrettable sex is that we are all lousy humans. Have I a good night. I feel that way.